Hey, everybody. It's the A to Z podcast. Zach Jackson, Andre Knott, at Akron Jackson, at Dre Knott, on most of your favorite social media platforms at Facebook.com slash A to Z podcast. Shout to Blue Wire. Shout to American Fireworks, our longtime friends in Hudson, uh, close to 480, close to the Turnpike. They are always open at AmericanFireworks.com. They've been good to the A to Z podcast for a long time. So have you guys. Um, we get together. We talk football. We talk basketball. We talk life. We talk food. What else do we talk, Andre? Uh, we talk about bad quarterbacks, good quarterbacks, bad uh, takes, uh, bad radio, bad TV people, you know, all the good stuff that happens here in Northeast Ohio. Um, weird part of the year because, as it, one hand, it's the end of football season. So for you, congratulations on what is this, like your 18th, 19th NFL season? 42nd. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's got to feel like it, and regardless of how other people take towards what you do or don't do, um, I just know, and you, as you texted me the other day, I just know that no matter what you know, season you get to the end of and no matter what you went through, it's a breath of fresh air to be able to kind of wake up and go back to having a normal life or being able to see, being able to see friends and family and not have to schedule it around uh, when Kevin Stefanski decides to talk to you guys. Um, it is. It's, it's a weird feeling, though, because there's like the come down. The hangover right. period, right? right? Remember, like, when we were both traveling with the team and then the season would end and we would just, like, intentionally avoid each other for, like, a month because we're just yeah, tired of it. For sure. <laughs> right? And you go from working or traveling every weekend to, holy crap, I have more than 10 free hours here. But, no, it's not what was me. It's good. Um, I like watching the games. I already miss having the college games on TV. Um, yeah, Listen, I, I don't think the NFL succeeded uh, in anywhere but the bottom line with this extra week. You just no. you can't convince me, and I think I think I'd back up my argument by pointing to last weekend and say which games really meant a whole lot. No, you, know, you could tell. You're right. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I'm I, I understand what the bottom line is, and I understand that that's going to be that the players need a second bye week, right? If you're going to give us more of the product, give the product a chance to be better. That that was a major failure. Uh, Absolutely, but I mean that's the NFL's way of doing things. They've I know. never done. They've never done things completely towards the athlete or the player to make it. Because you're right. Last weekend, last Sunday was a joke. Last Saturday was a joke. But did we have it turned on because it was National Football League uh, games? We did. We all. T- and I don't know the numbers. I mean, but you know, the Sunday night game ended up turning out our like we all watched all day Saturday, all day Sunday, and the games were not up to quality at all. No. Um, in the tr- this week, the traditionalist in me doesn't like Monday night for the playoffs, but the football fan in me, Monday will be great. Right? Yeah, for sure. The Cavs play the Nets at 3 o'clock, big game, and then there's playoff football on at night. Like, bring it's me just Monday. How, just, how Martin Luther, just how Martin Luther wanted us to be the Kang on his day. <laughs> Watch Kyrie, watch Kyrie and gang during the afternoon, and then a, and then watch Kyrie, then watch Kyler, who's t- shorter than Kyrie yes. at night. And Am I blanking, or will this be Kyrie's first game back in Cleveland? This will be his first game back in Cleveland. Yeah, because he sure. avoided him, didn't he? Yeah, can't avoid him when you can't play at home. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Watch for a rolled ankle on Saturday whenever they play Friday. Or All right, Saturday. and I don't want to be this guy. Did you see him complaining about this? These are things. That th- this is where if we had a daily show. I would have killed Kyrie all – and, I mean, he's given us plenty of opportunities to kill him. But they were playing Portland a couple nights ago. I don't know if you, you probably didn't see the play. Yeah, it was way past what, my bedtime. I know which night you're talking about, but no, I didn't But they see played it. Portland the other night, and he woke up, and he was all pissed that the young guard for the Trailblazers, like, dove for a basketball. 
And it was it was the best because the next day on this show, whatever the show is on uh, that Rachel Nichols pissed down her leg on ESPN, uh, they had uh, they had uh, gosh who was it? They had Kendrick Perkins who oh they had JJ Reddick. This is why it was great. It was JJ Reddick and it was Richard Jefferson. And Richard Jefferson was like, and somehow it came up like, what's the first thing you're taught at Duke? And they were kind of mock making fun of Kyrie, and it was like first man on the floor gets the loose ball. And they were like, he's been taught. He knows you got to get on the floor because Kyrie was bitching saying for this guy to jump on the floor, it could have hurt my ankle, could have broke my ankle. That's not how you play. And like all these former pros are laughing at him like Kyrie, like you're supposed and like even even Richard Jefferson was like, Kai, you're my guy. But if you don't get your ass on the floor and stop crying like that's not how the game is played, Kyrie, you got to get like if there's a loose ball, you go down and get it. This guy went and got it. You stood there. Yeah, he's a nut. Um, you know what's hilarious is you started talking, and I uh, Twitter popped up, and the Nets are on a road trip just like the Cavs are. Kevin Durant sitting out at Oklahoma City tonight. So that was already Kyrie, planned. Okay. That was already planned because – and I think Kyrie might be down tonight too. Well – The same thing about Kai? It, I, I just was scrolling quick headlines. Yeah, that's all. I'm pre- well, here, here's a funny – okay, it's funny you said that because um, they were asking Kevin Durant about it because he's played some heavy minutes. And he, and he said the right thing. He was like, man, I hope I die on the court. You can leave me out there forever. I'm just glad that we have players of this generation that will sit, you know, to stand up and say that rather than like, no, pace me. He was like, no, give me all the minutes you got. Let's go. Well, we saw, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's, it's something you appreciate. Is it the smartest thing? I don't know, right? Well, see, is- okay, but so where you're – so, it, and I'm not saying you're a guy that's for management of, of time. But you got a problem with a guy playing forty minutes a game? Yeah, I don't think that's a smart. I don't think that's a smartest business decision. Oh. in January, in December, oh. I just don't. Um, <laughs> this is a good talk. I can't believe you're saying. So, so you can. And look, I'm about to show my age. We didn't say this about Michael Jordan. Yeah, you're 15 months older than me, but go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm just saying in general. I just can't believe we're at that point. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just can't believe we're at that point in sports that we're looking at sports and we're saying 40 minutes is too much for a superstar. Well, the 82-game season is way too long. Everybody agrees. You just that. said he's not playing tonight. The game, yeah, but I'm saying the game, so at some point you have to – whether it's a minutes thing, a days thing, a miles thing, right? Like – we have the technology, use it. We have the reality of these guys are worth too much money and the championships are won in May and June. Yeah. These games don't mean anything. It's just, I, I'm not saying I like it. I know. But they I'm don't mean headed. anything. It's, it's I'm, not, no, I'm not saying you're wrong either. I'm fighting it to fight it because I just don't like the initial feel of it. Is that fair? Yeah. My initial feel for it is like, that's not us. That's not, you're like, it doesn't sound like you talking. Well, along like, these lines, let me, let me get back into what I know. Okay. okay. Here's where the NFL dropped the ball. Add well, that's 17th. what I was going to go to. The NFL, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, add the 17th game, add the 18th game. If It's coming, right? But you got to give the extra bye weeks. And the way the CBA is written, which is smart, there's a mandatory number of days off for the players in the bye week. So that's why you can't come off the bye week and play on Thursday night, right? But off that second bye week, when you rewrite it, you can write it that way. So then everybody can play their season and go ahead and – Get get excited and take a week four, five, six by and catch your catch your breath and make your adjustments and whatever. And then at the end of the year, 
Now your Thursday night football package, which is worth billions of dollars and is apparently moving to Amazon and off of real TV, except in the local markets, which I didn't know. And that's another thing that gets me angry, right? Oh, he's getting angry. But now, now team people want to see their teams play because they haven't seen them play in 11 days. And now your Thursday night product has a chance to be better because guys are rested and refreshed coming off of it. Right? See, I don't make, disagree with you. Because then you come back on Monday and you have two real pra- or one real practice and one half practice, and, and now you're ready and travel on Wednesday, and now you're ready to play on Thursday night, right? And and you want to see it, and you. The NFL's never way. done that. Like you're asking, so it's funny we brought up Kevin. We like, and I was mocking Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving because the first thing I thought was like, I'm pretty sure I heard Kyrie Irving wasn't ready to do back to backs yet. <laughs> You know, and, and to be honest with you, and I know we're having two conversations at once, but you guys can ride it with us. You guys pay attention to sports. Um, the best thing the Nets could have is Kyrie missing the first three months of the season. He's usually going to do that anyway. Uh, but the, the other part of this, though, is that I lost track. Like, the NFL's never done this, Zach. They're never taking care of their players, whether it be the AstroTurf, whether it be the CTE stuff, whether it be – I mean, teams that barely practice. The NBA is kind of doing that as well right now with the with the COVID stuff. And I know from being around it, teams are barely practicing. Teams are doing walkthroughs in, in hallways in hotels right now and learning their teammates as they mm-hmm. speak. You hit on it, and maybe it was our first run through this or maybe it was not, but you already hit on this, man. This is a business. Sports are a business. And that plays into something else I want to talk about um, when it kind of – because, like, you're – like. I would have no problem with a 19-week season with two bye weeks, and, and you figure out however you want to do it, and you figure, and you, so you make the last week matter. Here's the thing that they did that that really, to me, was a slap in the face to the consumer. Last week did not matter. Now, can you you know premeditate what's going to happen and who's going to be in and out of a division race? No, but enforcing these games down these guys' throats in the way that they have, like there was a game where was it. Uh, New Orleans played a game. They had like 23 COVID guys. They had basically, they like literally Sean Payton was learning linebackers and meeting linebackers as they were trying on uniforms and trying on equipment 24 hours before the game. Like, why are we doing that? Why is the NBA selling you NBA price tickets to watch G League basketball on certain nights? Like, did you see the Utah Jazz team that was out there versus the Cavs last night? Joe Ingles, the Australian who just came back from uh, being on the COVID list. He basically said, give me, put another shrimp on my bobby. And he left. He didn't want to play. He looked at the big three guys, big three seven-footers for the Cavs. was like, fuck this. Give me a technical. Get me out of here. And and he did. It's a business. And the sooner we all realize that and take our emotions out of it, the better. No, no doubt. I'm I'm just saying, what what do we do here? We give opinions. We give theories. We're here to help. Right, yeah. we're just two fat kids from Akron. We're highly intelligent. Thanks for asking. We're here to help. This yes, is sir. our lives. This is our. <laughs> people always say, "I know you don't want to talk about the Browns," and you know what? There are sometimes they're right. But what else do I really talk about, Trey? Right, uh, this is my professional life. This is what I like. I fucking love football. Right. I love basketball. We it's love. What it. I love. It right, really and is. if I ever have to go work in some other capacity, or if I ever go do something else, right? Like I will still be 
glued to these games, to these yeah. playoff I, brackets. Right? I feel bad. Yeah. I, I mean, you bad. and I are fucking Barberton fantasy football champions of the world. Yes. They can't take we, that away from us. We're going to eat galley boys <laughs> and just drive around. That Roger Goodell, have us in. Let's talk here, buddy. Yeah. Let's get this right. We're going to go to Barberton High School and just drive around with galley boys <laughs> in our pockets and tell people how great we are. You know, I feel bad for our friends that would have real jobs. And, and what you're saying, like I, I do, because you know, it's funny. Do you get annoyed sometimes when somebody asks you about the Browns? Sure. But at the same time, like, I don't know what we, if we were, like, like let's just say we, we were your brother. And <laughs> there's a lot there. <laughs> but let's just say we had, <laughs> we had to prepare for Triway this weekend or whatever, and we're trying to be the athletic director. We would still be hiding in a room somewhere on Twitter complaining about Kevin Durant not playing tonight. There is no doubt. Yeah, but not not complaining about it. Maybe, but you're right. No, I'm no, I'm not. I get it. I just hate it. Like, and it's Oklahoma City, so it brings up a whole nother you know sidebar of it. I like watching great talent. Kevin Durant, watching in person, is he's one of the top three. Here, give me a list. The top three athletes you would you would you would pay to see live right now. I got to tell you, Kevin Durant's in mind. Top he three. probably is on there. Um, at this moment, one guy in the NBA might be John Morant. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that kid is on fire. Um, just three weeks ago, I got to see Aaron Rodgers, and I've been telling people that that ball he threw to Lazard down the sideline was yeah. to right in front of me. It, you could not – where you're sitting, Dre, you could not pick up a tennis ball from your desk and throw it to the picture behind you with as much accuracy as I he bet. threw on that 45-yard deep ball. He's a weirdo, but, man, he is so accurate and so fun yes. to watch. He is right. so good. Um, you get to watch one. I think that's in there in, in that realm when he's healthy. I think Miles Garrett is one of those. Yeah, he he is. I mean, he can do. Th- he is the freak of freaks, right? He can do yeah. things that normal cats just just can't do. Well, that's what I should say. You probably would rather watch Miles Garrett like work out and, and dunk a basketball than just play his normal sport. <laughs> yeah, I, I know we're only two months away from off season workout video championship number yeah. uh, eleven for the Browns, but yeah, like what what Miles does at his size is it's not human. Right. Um, I always tell people this. One of my favorite Miles stories, it was was this time of year, and I watched a video of him, I don't know, YouTube or Instagram or someone sent it to me, and he shatters a backboard at, I don't know, some local YMCA or something. Playing with a bunch of lawyers. (laughs) Yeah. So so May rolls around, and the Browns are back, and Miles does this interview, and he's walking back to the locker room, and I go chasing him. Hey, hey, hey. I want to, and he's you know kind of rolling his eyes at me as he normally does anyway, and kind of, right. kind of wants to do it. And, and I I ask him about it, and he looks at me like I have three eyes, and I'm like, I mean, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like this was a real video, and he's like, you think that's the first time I've ever done that? Like, yeah, you're right, Miles. Most of us just break multiple backboards in our time, <laughs> right, right? Right? We're always ripping the rim off. My mom always said, stop ripping the rim off the goddamn <laughs> backboard. Yeah. When I got to bring the groceries in, I don't want to step over that glass every time, Zach. Jesus. <laughs> imagine like, the, but just imagine all the norms for those guys. Yes. Uh, in baseball, I got to tell you, Emmanuel Classe throwing a, a fastball at 104 miles an hour. Yeah. And then last year it was really weird because obviously in the beginning of the year because of COVID, I had to I couldn't sit in my normal seat, so I was like upstairs watching. And even upstairs. You know, it's you're, it's a wow factor. But then when I go down and sit in my normal seat, you know, whatever it was in May, and to see that ball come out of his hand and literally hear it like, you know, go in the glove less than a second later, 
it literally is one of those moments where you have to stop and like you like you, you know you like you want to you want to rewind. You're like, wait, did that really just happen? <laughs> like, there's not many times that I've seen that from a pitcher. I know the one pitcher that there was a no hitter. Well, that happened a lot against the Indians last year. <laughs> 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 but the guy from uh, Milwaukee, and I know baseball is different. All sports are different. But the Brewers, uh, Corbin Burns, or was it Burns? One of them, Cor- Corbin Burns. His shit was so phenomenal. Not so much in seeing, seeing it live was huge, but seeing the hitter's reaction when they came back to the dugout to me was like one of those. Yeah. Like That's one of the things I marvel at because I guess when you're so close to sports like we are and you get to see things that we get to see, when you see the reactions of other professional athletes and they have wow moments because of what another athlete is doing on the field or court, that stands out to me. No, no, no doubt. No doubt. Because these guys have always been the best in the block, the best in the county, the best in the state. Mm-hmm. Right. And they get there and um, a lot of them are mere mortals compared to this, this rare, rare breed. I'm going right? to tell you one, another one. And I was just telling our boy, James Walker about him yesterday. Evan Mobley is getting there and Evan Mobley would never say it. Evan Mobley is so quiet and he's done in like, and, and like so, James Walker, who you guys remember, worked at ESPN for ten years, and used to cover the Browns, used to cover the Bengals. He lives down in Florida now. Uh, he does some marketing, and he does some some kind of agency work. And he was asking me just like about you know we were talking sports, just you know BSing like everybody does. And he was talking about the t- rookie from Toronto. I can't why can't it Scotty not Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes yeah Scotty Barnes yeah. Uh, and his company's doing some work with Scotty Barnes, and he was telling me how he thinks he's going to be the rookie of the year. And don't you love when you have those conversations with, with friends that no longer like live in Northeast Ohio? So they don't know like the, the main thing that's like, you know what I mean? Like, so he's, I'm like, I, and I'm like, James, I go, I hope you get, the, I hope you get this account. I go, but Evan Mobley's going to win the fucking, you know, rookie of the year. And he goes, I don't know a lot about him. So it was almost like, it was like trading cards, Zach. Like he told me, as soon as he said he didn't know a lot about him. I'm instantly going to like, I'm going to Twitter, finding highlights. I'm going to YouTube. I'm texting him. Yeah. I text. He's probably pissed at me. I text him all day, different stuff on Evan Mobley. <laughs> and I'm like, Evan Mobley. And I'm like, James, he has a block every night that makes your mouth drop. He has more block shots that he doesn't get fouls on. Or he just like, he erases guys, Zach. Like he, he goes up with guys. They jump the same height. He's at the rim. He doesn't follow him. He just takes the ball from him. Like, I've never seen anybody do what he's done. He's done Chris, he did the Levine of the Bulls. I can go down the list of guys. He, and he's so quiet and so, like, he doesn't even realize. I mean, he's, I'm sure he does realize how great he is. And I didn't like it in the beginning of the year when people were comparing him to um, uh, Garnett. Because when I think of Garnett, I think of the finished product Garnett. I forget Garnett being, like, I've been going through this a lot. Like, Garnett is my age. And, you know, Kobe was our age. So we were, I remember them and I was you know, respected them. But I remember Garnett more for his last, you know, his like his last three years in Minnesota. He was phenomenal. Um, the, the Boston Kevin Garnett was just a defensive stalwart who, who had understood the game better than anybody else. But and I hate saying this, but Evan Mobley has the perfect mix of Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett. So to me. Is he in that top three, top five of that list that I mentioned to you? Not yet. But I would say in the next four or five years, he definitely will be. Well, all, all those are fair and all those are premature. But, like, he's a child, right? He's, he's, he's figuring this game out. He has played 
high-level basketball now for two seasons, right? Right, right. He's he's born different, is different than anybody he ever played against in in lower levels of basketball. Mm -hmm. Played one year of pandemic college basketball. Yes. Right, and now he's in the NBA, and it's like, okay, he has these traits. He's coming to this franchise that hasn't won anything in years. They're, They're years and years away, and it's like, holy shit, 25 games in, he's changed everything. And he's right. a child. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it's – I always hesitate just the – not the cynic in me, but the old man realist in me when you start comparing these guys, right? And, and that's what the, the core of scouting is player comparison. Yes, it you is. You know, and, and the core of what good scouts do is they go out and they, they don't just say, I'm going to give – assign a number to this guy for these traits – I need to see what it would be. I need to see special things that he could do that translate to make an impact at our game or who he could become. Otherwise he's just a guy. Yeah. That's, that's, that's at anything. Uh, It's obvious that this kid is not a guy. Um, It's way too early to say he's Kevin Garnett. He's Chris Bosh. He's anything, but he sure as shit looks like those dudes. Yeah. He he gives you moments. He gives you moments. Right. And his very early numbers indicate that he might be. So yeah, let's enjoy it. Yeah, no, let's definitely enjoy it. Um, All Star Game is here, and we're bouncing around because I, because I feel like this is the fun part of A to Z. To be honest, now that we're not locked in, and I'll ask you about the Browns and different stuff like that. Do you have to? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, because well, I'm glad you brought up sports as a business because I'll, I'll I'll go there, and I feel like, and if I've said some of this on the podcast before, and you were, and, and I'm repeating myself, stop me, please, Zach. Um, I'm glad we started the conversation just the way we have, and how you brought up. Sports is a business, and we didn't like what the NFL did in adding an extra game. Um, but we but we watched, and I can't wait for this weekend. I love I love when we get a – because, you know, out of all the playoff games we get this weekend, there will only be probably two solid games. The rest will probably be pretty weak. Um, and I'll be honest, I'm sick of seeing Tom Brady win Super Bowls. No offense to him. I'm just sick of watching him win Super Bowls. Um, and Aaron Rodgers better get this one. And can, and can Aaron Rodgers really leave? If he wins a Super Bowl, and I think he will because he's that jacked up in the mind. Um, no one can predict what he's going to do next Tuesday, right? But Tuesday? We can't I, predict well, what he's going to do yeah. tomorrow. Sure, that's – yeah. Um, <laughs> I just don't see a situation where he goes away unless he absolutely says flat out, trade me, I'm I'm not doing it. Right. right? All right. And, and trade me to this spot. Like, right. right? Like, well, Pittsburgh, hey, the people in Pittsburgh, I got multiple friends, the Steeler friends, that just swear that it's going to just fall their way. I don't know. Uh, I, I, number 12, I, it's under 12% chance that he goes okay. anywhere. Fair enough. All right. Here's it, the It's a much the- greater chance to me that he wins and retires than, than he plays anywhere else. Okay. And maybe I, I don't know the guy, right? Right. Who does? No one. He don't talk to his family. I mean, we just knows. talked about how phenomenal he is at 38 years old. They're not get, there's no price. There's no fair price for Aaron Rodgers. There's no good trade for Aaron Rodgers, Absolutely. except for the team that's acquiring Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I would give up two. I'd give up three first rounds. That's a question. What would you give up to get him? Three first rounders, <laughs> a young player, and some. And there, there is wow. no price. There is no wow. price. Well, yeah, there is no price. You're right because no matter what, I would Those second say, two first rounders, Dre, are between twenty six and thirty two. Right. Right. Hey, how about this? I'm jumping. I just read something on the draft next NFL draft. It's gonna be like the New York draft. The Jets have two top ten picks, and the like they've like got the five and seven, and the Jets have like the ten and eight. It's ridiculous, and somebody's got three first round picks. 
Um, who does? Uh, who is it? Uh, somebody has three. Let me. I'll look it up real quick. Yeah. Um, I just was reading this too. I should. I just think, guys. I, I just have never thought it's realistic. Rogers, Deshaun Watson, or Russ Wilson. I just don't think those are realistic. I got you. Um, okay. Here, here's here it is. Eagles have the fifteenth, sixteenth pick in their own pick. The Jets have the fourth and tenth. Tenth. The Giants have the fifth and seventh in the twenty twenty two NFL draft. Okay. I mean, does Russ Wilson want to go to the Giants? Why would you want to go? How New York football is so bad right now. So bad. Both sides. Yeah. Both teams. Yeah. Now the Giants got better Wilson's- with with the GM leaving. Right. Yes. Like, when they were here in August, it was clear it was a bad roster. Just yeah. just bad. Just- How about the owner? And I don't want to get into black and white with coaches. But the freaking owner of the Giants actually thinking, well, Freddie Kitchens, we're going to interview him because he gets along with the players. Do these guys, I mean, these billionaire owners truly live in their own world and pay no attention, don't they? Really don't. Like, that's how he got, that's how the Browns got in trouble. Mr. Marr, oh, the players really love him and they play, they, they like him. They like hanging out with him and doing slapdick jokes with him. Like, you don't make that guy the head coach. Not that he would, but just to say that to the media, to me, just screams out, I did not pay attention to how he got here. Yeah, you just never know here, right? You just right. never know in this league. Um, the coaching cycle has become a season of its own. But these same coaches continue to get jobs. It's amazing. It's amazing. That's my, like, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying Freddie Kitchens shouldn't have a job in the NFL. I'm not saying that. But for anyone to even cons- – and I'm not saying if you fail your first time as a head coach, you don't deserve a second chance. I'm not saying that. My point, and I think most of you out there that, are, that have brains will get it. When you fail the way he failed, you, I don't see how that guy's name comes up. I don't see how Pat Shermer keeps getting job opportunities. Like, there's certain guys that have had job opportunities, and when you watch what happened, they don't, you, the team deserves what they get, right? No, no doubt. <laughs> but they keep hiring these dudes. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. All right, here's, here's a real question. Truth serum. Were you rooting for a tie on Sunday night? Um, I really wasn't rooting for anything. I, I started to understand why a tie made sense, right? Um, I just was in should've, awe of that last drive of Herbert. Should have told the smartest those. coach in the world that. <laughs> yeah. um, I just was in awe of Herbert converting those third and fourth downs and some of those throws. Uh, really, the whole game, you know, it started off kind of, kind of slowly, and then they just they started zooming. Right, yeah. um, to be down two scores and to come back and tie it and then lose, uh, yeah, crushing. Um, the Chargers were a team nobody wanted to see in the playoffs. That's for sure. <sighs> the Chargers' game management was their own worst enemy down the stretch. They, we need get, to the guy gave the Chiefs game away on Thursday. We need to have a talk about that, Young Jackson. Okay, the Chargers are. Uh, I will agree with you. One of the most talented teams in the NFL this year. Yay, nay. Yes, for sure. Look at their record. Look how they they pissed down their leg half the season. I know, but nobody wants my, – my point is nobody wants to have to play against Justin Herbert. But uh, – I, I – <laughs> This is okay, a good who don't, Okay, all right, let's go. No, no, let's no, no, go, no, I, I, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, who don't you want to play against in the postseason? Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes. Those three are in a galaxy of their own. No right? doubt. Yep. Josh Allen probably comes before. Josh Herbert. Allen's in there. Okay. Because Her- Josh Allen's right there. Can, can you give me? Is there another guy that, that's better than? No, Herbert? Herbert's, Herbert's there. Herbert's, Herbert's there. Right but uh, Herbert's there, and I'm, I love the conversation we're having. Herbert is definitely there, but he's still got to have 21 other guys on the field. 
I hope Browns, smart Browns fans are really paying attention to our conversation. Yes, I want Herbert. I want him. I, going forward, I, you know what? I, I'm sorry. I got to throw Joe Burrow in there, too. Yeah, he and Herbert are close, and they're the same age, right? So, yeah, I, well, because they have the type of talent. They can come out at 4 o'clock on a Sunday or Saturday, and they can ruin your year, right? They can walk into any local pub, any local bar, and take your woman and tell you to beat it. Like they have that ability. They have the they have that ability. Um, the short guy from here in Cleveland does not. Um, and that was a low blow. I shouldn't even have went there, but I did. I just think that as much as I like the Chargers, and and I'm not putting their coach down, and I know he has Northeast Ohio ties, but to me, he tries too hard. He almost proves, you know, he's one of those smart guys that proves that almost proves too hard that he's smart, and it comes back and punches him in the face a lot. I agree. Um, like I said, the, the, the game management, uh, and it cost them the chiefs game left too many. Yes. Right. And for all you want to go for two and go, and go for it on fourth. And that, that becomes your organizational philosophy. I'm for that. But then when you don't go for two up seven, you have a chance to knock out Pat Mahomes. You leave the door open. What happens? Pat Mahomes beats you. Right. Right. Um, the arrogance it, that they play with is great until it doesn't work. And when it, and look, and it happened here with you guys. Same thing happened with Stefanski. A year ago, you guys loved how aggressive he was. Loved. Then when it started not working this year, you guys wanted to, you wanted to throw him in Lake Erie. <laughs> well, we can't, can't have it both ways. Jump in the lakes, Joe. What's that? We can't go back to coach jumps in the lake, Joe, because we, we saw that here. Kids, <laughs> close <down>. your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but when you, so when you say that, I very easily could say the Chargers are, even without making the playoffs, are the Browns of last year, right? Yeah, they had a new coach. They redid their offensive line. They were winning games. Yes, yes, yes. But they, they, yes. But they shot themselves in the foot over and over and over this season. They should have no doubt. They should have been. They should have won the AFC West, in my opinion. But they didn't, and they don't. And like to me, where do you go from there? You know, I read a thing on the Philadelphia coach, and he was mad driving home after a preseason game this year. And he was mad the Philadelphia fans booed him. He said to his wife, you know, he's like, I can't believe they booed me. And he's another one of these really, really intelligent coaches. And his wife deadpanned back and was like, well, what did you do to give him the cheer about? And he said he took that personal, but he was glad his wife said that. And I guess this all goes back to, like, you and I are two of the luckiest dudes in Northeast Ohio because we get to call work. We get to call our workplace stadiums or arenas. Um, and, and interviewing or Zooming with athletes. Talk about what we were going to be talking about anyway. Yes. It's, 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 the, it's the best gift ever for me, for my family, that I can live the way I live, um, that I can raise my kids the way that I am off of, off of sports. It's beautiful. It's a business. And I think people like you and I have got, and I want to just say all this the right way, because the last two, three weeks for me, has been this not eye-opening like I didn't know it, but it's been eye-opening, the reactions that so many people have towards people they've never met before, people that they read a couple quotes in a newspaper or on, in the athletic. They see them in their commercials or they see them, you know, you know, at a team function, but they don't know them. And some people have more emotions in defending their local quarterback or defensive end than they do their own mom or dad. The attachment that we have to these teams and players is phenomenal. It, it, builds, it builds the buildings. Um, it, it lets kids go to college for free all across the country. 
But the thing I have to tell people, and, I, and I'm trying to say it nicely, because I've been on the planes, I've been on the buses, I've been in the dugouts, I've been at like, a lot of the fans are emotionally more attached to the teams than the guys that are playing are. Like, they don't have the same emotion towards this stuff that, that, that most fans do. And a lot of fans know this. I think as you get old, I, I, a part of this is getting older. I feel like my dad would have probably told me this 30, 40 years ago, but I, it didn't register the same. Like, these guys care. But, you know, I've been, I've, I've been on the buses where, you know, you just lost a, you know, lost a football game, baseball game, or basketball game, and it, it was crushing. And it's quiet for the first five, ten minutes. And then somebody farts or somebody tells a joke or somebody passes a picture on their phone of some naked girl, you know, or, 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 and, <laughs> and everybody starts laughing. She's beautiful everybody's on like, the inside. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> and then everybody's like, what club are we going to to make fun of one of our players tonight? Like, like and, they, and they move on. And it's their job. It's just like in your job. There's times where you write articles that are eh. They're meh. There are times where I do reports or I do interviews where I'm like, that was terrible. But it, I, you know, I turn on some music or whatever else. I stop at Popeyes and and I'm I'm happy. Life life goes on. Life moves on. <laughs> That's what a lot of these like a lot of these athletes right now. A lot of your favorite Browns players who've busted their ass this season. I'm not putting the athlete down. I'm not putting the coach down. But a lot of them right now, and I'm getting ready to do this myself. They're packing their bags and they're off to they're off to somewhere with a lot of sand and a lot of water. And do they wish they were playing this weekend? Sure, but they're about to have one of the best vacations of their life. And what happened on third down and four three weeks ago doesn't mean anything to them. And they're not going on Twitter to fight people about it. They never met. Some of them are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a handful of them are. <laughs> not they don't have the spin- right. I don't, but I guess what I'm softly trying to say, and I'm asking you, how do we get, and it's not our job, but how do we, get others to see that, yes, this is important. It's fun. But half these dudes don't have the same emotions to it that you do. Well, if someone is that invested, they're not going to see that, Jerry. So you're wasting your breath. Um, you know, some of it is built up. It has to be organic. Why, why are people that way? Because their dads, uncles, moms, grandmas, and cousins were that way. Their memories are of going, of rooting, of listening, of, re- of watching. We have iconic broadcasters, iconic teams players here right um these guys come in and they sign a four-year deal and they don't know (laughs) right they don't know um if brown steelers is back right it's because the browns knocked the steelers out of the playoffs last year and um this year you know really the most devastating loss of them all was the home loss there right it doesn't have anything to do with they go sign autographs and someone says please beat the steelers these guys who grew up in Georgia and Texas don't give a shit about that. Right. Right. Um, and, right. But to the larger issue, in the NFL, it's never going to go smoothly. It's always going to be a long season. It's going to be excruciating mentally and physically. You have to ride the wave and bounce back. The Browns did that in 2020. They didn't this year. Um, I think a lot of people, just this is just from listening to the radio and reading, I think a lot of people are making too much out of some of the comments. Um that came out of the exit interviews, you know, of course there was a division in the team guys. The defense finished the year playing as a top five unit. The offense completely bottomed out. Um, Of course there was a division in the team guys. Odell Beckham quit the team in the middle of the year. And why did Odell Beckham quit the team? Because he was fucking wide open and they can't throw him the ball. 
Right, and half every the team Sunday agreed with the him. Browns play, wait, wait, and, and then on Monday the, team... the whole team goes and watches the film, and the quarterback doesn't see wide open receivers. Right. Of course, there's division. Well, the division also, and this is a sad part because you and I, you and I agreed to disagree upon that whole Odell thing, and I hate going back on the Odell thing, but you you smacked it center in the mouth when you simply said he quit. But what was so hard for me to take in is, yes, you're right, he quit. But half the fucking team agreed with him. Like, if you quit on me, if you quit on me, if you're like, you know what, Dre, A to Z podcast has been good, it's been fun, but, dude, I'm wide open, you ain't throwing, I quit on your ass. And you go start a podcast with, with somebody that sucks, or you just go start a podcast somewhere else. Like, for the most part, I'm going to have some jealousy feelings. I'm going to be jealous. I'm not going to sit there and be like, yeah, he's right. You know, A to Z sucked. You know, we should have got him to ball more. We should have got him more talk. Like, half the teammates were on his side. And I hear people go, well, the coach, is, he's lost control of the team. I don't agree with that. Like, you put yourself, like all of us, put yourself in whatever your job placing is. If your job, if you're part of the job and you have to do these assignments as a whole and your side is doing its part, but the other side isn't, there's going to be some natural frustration. That's yeah. how it works. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's that's exactly how it works. And I mean, if I'm doing my job and I'm not and I'm not getting my bonuses because you're not doing your job, I'm not trying to go get wings with you on Friday night and drink beer. <laughs> you know, th- this goes back God, seven, eight years ago now, when John Manziel, that child, was running around here, right? Mm-hmm. And we had the clear division and. Fans under 20, 23 and under who supported them and those, the rest of us who had a clue about life, right? And what did we say? He's not the only one doing it, guys. Right. The other ones get in the weight room and bust their ass at 6 in the morning, and they show up. Yep. He doesn't get out of bed because he's a fucking loser. And look at him now. <laughs> he still is, <laughs> right? In every locker room and every year, there are guys who have different priorities, who have come from different backgrounds, who can't stand on a personal level their teammates, the guy next to him, the guy across the locker room. What do the good teams do? They show up. They play. They put in their work. They go home different ways. They do different things when they go home. When they're at the building, it's work. It's professionalism. It's maturity. The margins are thin. This is a national football league. You got to take some discomfort, some frustration. You got to roll it forward. You got to develop some mental toughness and maturity to bounce back. Got to. Well, and that's everybody's job. Deliver. Great. In the Go big ahead. moments, it's always going to come down to third downs in the last two yes. minutes of the game. It One is. of your smartest things you said this year, it always comes down to catching the ball and kicking and making field goals. Like that's the league. That's how it works. No, that, that that's exactly what it is. So. It's simple, but you simplified it to such a certain so it's such a simple phase that it's almost hard to take. And it, and and the Browns couldn't do those simple things. <laughs> Right, and that's why you finish a game under five hundred, and and you watch this weekend. That's just and think of the Steelers, and the Steelers are this is one of the worst Steeler teams in the last decade, and they're going to get their ass kicked on Sunday or Saturday or whatever, but they're getting that game. Sure, there is no such thing as an easy football bet, but don't you think the Chiefs win that game by twenty points? Oh, it's so funny you say that because I was going to say to you, it's what is it like? It's two touchdowns, right? Thirteen, it's thirteen ish, yeah. Yeah, I mean, on every everything about me that I've watched screams take Kansas City. And do you know that's the hardest bet for me to take this weekend? Because something just tells me. And they, they killed the Steelers like four weeks ago. Killed them. It was 35 nothing. 
And that would be the hardest bet for me. It was just like the Georgia-Alabama game. Like the Georgia-Alabama game, I kept saying, I was like, all right, I think Saban's got this. But seeing Georgia favor just, it gave me weird feelings. And I, I, like, I was just like, why is everybody, why is Vegas telling us Georgia's going to win? Well, they did. But I would have, I was I'm more shocked that they did win that, and Alabama didn't. Yeah, um, that was a strange game. It sure was. And as tempting as it was to say Nick Saban plus points, I mean, his track Great. record is <laughs> um, really. And if Jamison Williams doesn't get hurt, man, that's different. That's football. Different right? game. Right. Different. Uh, okay, let me go back to your original question. Let me say the, your original question. Let me just say this. If Kansas City had played like Kansas City had played the last three seasons in 2021-22, Zach, I would say throw it, let's throw it all down on the, on the Chiefs. The Chiefs have not, and we saw it from week one of the season against the Browns all the way. They have been up and down. They have not found their tempo. Kelsey got banged up early, finally was playing like himself the last couple weeks, and he got hurt late in the game last week. Um, Same with the Cheetah. He's been banged up. Their defense has oddly played way better this season than the offense in a strange way. Mahomes hasn't been Mahomes. So if if, if, and maybe the, and maybe they're bored with the regular season, right? How many times do we watch that with the Cavs? And yeah, we've seen that. That you go to the you go to the finals or you go to the Eastern Conference. You know, you go to the finals so many years in a row that getting up for a game on September fifteenth just ain't the same. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where they're at, and they think they can flip a switch come this weekend. Um, but what they did throughout the season, and I watched enough of them, not just in the last week, but all season long, is why I don't rush to take them in the points. No, that's very fair. Um, I just think I've watched Ben throw. <laughs> and Mike Tomlin, hats off to you. You're a goddamn miracle worker. Yes, he's you never really had are. a season under 500. He's never had a season under 500, and this team got to playoffs. Uh, so we'll see. But I, I just think as I looked and I did, did did the athletic betting podcast like an hour before we logged on here, uh-huh. um, you know, I, I was digging deep for a number to give for the Bills-Pats explanation, right? And I was digging deep. Uh, for a number to give for talking about Rams Cardinals <laughs> and Chiefs and Steelers. One team's real good. One team's real bad. The Chiefs need the game. They're at home. It's an arrowhead. I just don't see how they don't score 27 or more. And I just don't see how the Steelers get to 10. No, you're, I can't see how they get over 20. And, and full salute to Ben, right? Incredible career. Canton first ballot. No doubt. No doubt. And all the Steelers fans will be there, and you know them and their combined 322 teeth will be will swarm Northeast Ohio, and it will be great, and it will be all deserved. But he's done, and he's somehow in the playoffs. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> it's truly, 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 truly amazing. Um, I don't like Ben, but I tip my hat to him. And even in the last play that they on that fourth down play. The, the drama of it and throwing it around Cal, um, uh, who's a big uh, Calias Campbell. He was like six, eight, six, nine. Yeah. <laughs> that takes a lot, man. I, I give him a lot of credit. Um, and what, I mean, a lot, I and mean, you always say we, we don't get to write our story, right? But he's done a pretty damn good job of writing his story and considering where his life has been. No doubt. And listen, they, they still have pieces on defense. Um, this rookie tight end is going to be a good player for a long time. Deontay Johnson is a really good player. When he catches it. When he catches it. Would you take him? <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> he can play. Okay, if I said right now you could have Jarvis Landry, DPJ, and Schwartz, or Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson. He's proven it. No doubt. I mean, and, wait, and when you say that, 
not career achievement award right now. Yeah, yeah Jarvis yeah, but, obviously has had a phenomenal. Yeah, Jarvis is my guy, and I think Jarvis is wherever he's at next year is going to be solid if you use him the right way and your expectations are right. Is that fair? You know what I mean? Like uh, Schwartz, I just don't know if he's a football player yet, that, and that's, I'm being nice. J- DPJ, I think uh, after seeing his girlfriend, I'm not going to say nothing bad about his ass because she can beat me up. Um, <laughs> That's, That's one of your best strategies in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just right. keeping it real, man. I just, I, I just saw what time it is. I gotta go. We've wandered here. Thank you guys for listening. Um, uh, Dre, like Cavs Nets three o'clock Monday. That 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 is something I legitimately want to see. And even though 82 games means nothing, right? Yeah. Like this is a milestone for the Cavs because it's a game that people want to see and judge. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm taking my kids. My daughter's yeah. a huge my daughter's a huge Darius Garland fan now, and it's been fun breaking down point guard play to her. Uh, AJ thinks he can take everybody on. I, sh- sure. I sent you. A, I sent you. How a is how is little uh, Highland little dribblers hoops going? It's pretty good. Bella, hey Bella, Bella is into it more than eight. I mean, AJ, they're both they're both into basketball. That's the best thing, Zach, that came from me doing that Cavs job for two months. Um, you know, my kids are into sports, but they didn't basketball just never they never gravitated towards it. Why should they? They've been coming over our house for six years telling them they wouldn't be five foot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh despite despite Uncle Zach pushing and pushing away, um shout out to the Highland basketball uh, uh camps that they're having every Saturday morning. Uh they lower the hoops for the kids and for the younger ages. AJ was crazy. Um, it was great to watch, but Isabella was too. So it's been fun. And like I said, Isabella at nine years old is understanding the point guard position. Um, a big Darius Garland fan. So I'm, I'm jacked about that Martin Luther King day game uh, at three o'clock on You're right. That is a game. Cause I'm pretty sure the Nets will bring their, their squad and they're going to be ready to play. Uh, and any, and here's the one thing Bickerstaff has said. Now I'll end you with, end with this. Bickerstaff has said, yes, they've gained the respect that they wanted coming out of training camp. But he continues to say they still haven't picked up that signature win that makes him feel like they're where he wants them to be. Yeah. I mean, it's a constant growing and evolving process. But, yeah, no, that that day on national TV is a way to announce yourself. Beat that team with people watching. Yes. And, and hell, I don't even know if it's on national TV in my perspective. It is, but you can get it on Bally's. Here's the other thing. I can tell you, because I was in the huddles when we were in Brooklyn against them when they didn't have Kyrie, it was great because he basically said, kick everybody else's ass and don't let, don't let Durant drive to his left. And he, was like, and, he don't, and he was basically saying with Harden, you know, don't go on the screen and roll and let him, let him like, make him fight through the pick and roll, basically. His thing was they were basically trying to take the ball out of Durant's hands, trying to take the ball out of Harden's hands in, in scoring situations in the second quarter into the game and it worked they stayed close in the game in brooklyn for most of it the problem now is now with that third guy how will jb try to defend them having Kyrie as well as what i'll be looking at yeah no and and listen just the clash of styles right they're going to do their thing on the perimeter and the Cavs are going to throw it inside and try to dunk on their heads right you know right and their bigs are off blake griffin is it should be taken out back (laughs) (laughs) drumming should be not drumming i'm glad you said that instead of me for once so You say somebody needs the old yellow treatment one time on the podcast and people start sending emails like, come on, people. It's not that serious. No, it's not that serious at all. <laughs> and the yellow brothers stick together anyway. I'm just saying he's done as a player. Um, <laughs> and by the way, don't tweet me about what Andrew Barry said about anybody. I mean, he's basically playing a high stakes game of poker. Yes. You don't show your hand on January 9th. 
That's correct. You don't. Um, and, and your options are going to be kind of limited anyway. Yeah. Um, guys, it's just like be passionate, but let's be logical. Look at who's in the playoffs and look at Justin Herbert that's not. And tell me how the Browns are ever getting there with this quarterback against those. It's not well, happening. If he, well, if he's healthy, Zach, he can do everything they do. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. Who is healthy right now? All right, hang on. I have a date with Sarah Shookman. I have to go. <laughs> Man, she's pregnant again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making an analogy. As to how it's all love, guys, Sarah. <laughs> right? we're, just, we're just missing the boat here. <laughs> the, boat is, the boat is sailing. Yeah, I and think it's time for us to go. Sure. We love y'all. We miss y'all. We appreciate y'all. We've got some fun stuff coming up for the rest of the year. Um, enjoy these playoff weekends. Maybe we'll do a happy hour tomorrow and give our picks. Maybe. I don't know. Don't make promises you don't intend to keep. We'll talk to you guys next week. See you.